Hey, this is Dan here from RuneSilk, and I'm joined by one other, and that's none other than Damo for show, and this is the Beard Mouth Podcast. So sit back, listen, and enjoy. The Beard Mail Boys are back in town for Q&A Part 2. That's a lovely demo pose going on. Dan, how are you? Screenshot it. Screenshot it. That's my entry for Thursday. Nice. Nice. We are back, Dan, for Part 2. Q&A was such a huge success, uh, and we have so much more to do. We couldn't even cram it all into one episode, so we've spanned it over two. I've just found a sock, for those of you wondering what I was doing down there. Um, but, yes, Q&A, Dan. It's exciting times, isn't it, in the Beard Mail house? Boom! Beard mail, beard mail. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good episode, actually. I quite enjoyed that. Uh, so much so. Really looking forward to part two. So, uh, there are more. Again, I still haven't seen any of these questions, so they are literally as much of a surprise as finding Santa Claus in near the kitchen. Yes, and I also haven't read an encyclopedia for about three, three or four months. So if I do come out with any sort of interesting facts or information or anything that you think, wow, that demo guy is really clever, um, it's probably because I'm just remembering from when I did obviously read stuff from an encyclopedia um, earlier on this last year. So there we go. Right. The, just to put, put you in the picture, if you haven't listened to the last episode, is we asked all the guys and girls in our Facebook group, um, beard mail and we asked them if they had any questions they'd like to ask and we'd give them a shout out so we did that but there were so many we need to do more so today we're going to be shouting out paul triggs tony southwood steve cook lewis hickman shane smith gavin Irwin, scott harris and red paul seven so what's that that's about that's about another nine questions i think dan Are you excited yeah we've got to nail these then in like three minutes a question let's go let's go we can do this we can do this two minutes a question beard mail let's go i like i like that yeah let's go rapid right paul triggs do you remember paul triggs from from the olden days mm -hmm. i went on hair wars with him channel five anyway paul triggs says if you could be in any horror film what one would it be and why yes next question <laughs> no but what would it be and why Horror film. Uh, to be honest, I think, I mean, look, we've done episodes on zombies before and horror stuff, and, and I am quite obsessed with zombies. Um, but I think the, the the worst, most scary horror film that you could put me in is where food doesn't exist. Uh, that would be really horrible. Uh, but that's not the most horror, that's not the horror film that I would want to be in. That's the least wanted. Um, but I'd, I'd say it has to be a horror film because I, th I mean, a, a zombie film because I think I quite like the aspect of that sort of post-apocalyptic kind of. I'm already preparing for a, for an apocalypse, so I want to. Sometimes I get a little bit. Wouldn't it be fun? So, what character would you be in which film? Oh, 100 percent. I don't know if about films because I'm more thinking series. But if I if we if it wasn't a film and it was zombies and it was a series, I'd 100 percent have to be Daryl from from. Walking Dead because he's just sort of fucking awesome as fuck, but obviously and he hasn't been killed yet. But you'd be Dan, right? So you'd still be Dan Jones, but you would be yeah. you'd be going for the crossbow. You'd be yeah. you know you'd be on the side of the humans, and you'd be going around you know killing stuff, doing stuff, saving people, and just being very similar to Daryl. Is that what you're saying? Hundred percent, yeah. Nice. Um, but in reality, I'd be the first one eaten because I'm slow and fat. <laughs> but, but then you we can dream. Turn. 
you'd turn into a zombie and then you'd just be able to eat all day. You'd just eat humans all day. Oh, all you could day. just eat and eat and eat. And it wouldn't matter. You'd just eat. Yeah. I thought then um, someone shot my head off, then I'd be dead. That's true. You feel for a minute, because I've got to have a think about this one, because I haven't really thought about it. I was so excited about asking you the question. I didn't really think what my answer would be. Um, a horror film, which one? You'd have to be the winner, right? If you, if you, if you, surely, you know, you're not going to go, yeah, I want to be the person that dies first so I can get this shit over and done with. I don't know. <laughs> if, 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 for example, like, I don't know, in like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, was there ever a, a character that she sucked, sucked the... Um, Life out of... Yeah, that's it. Is like I, I, that. Would, I would go for that if that's an option. Um, I'm just trying to think. What other horror films are there where something really cool happens to somebody? Because that's what I would do. Um, does anybody uh, become like a multi-billionaire in a horror film, or no. do something great? Or did Pamela Anderson ever do a horror people... film? Somebody got to like have a go on a knockers or anything like that. Wasn't she? It wasn't she in Scary Movie or something? Maybe she was in a Scary Movie, like a spoof one. A parody. A parody. Do you know what? I I would probably maybe I'll be I'll be in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but but I'll be in the UK. <laughs> I'll play the part of the guy that's in England that narrates. Oh, I see. I thought you were going to be the actual guy with the chainsaw, because I suppose uh, you could be. Like, would you be the villain or would you be the savior in any of them? I wouldn't want to be the villain. I wouldn't want to be the villain because everyone hates the villain, and I'm not into that kind of shit. I, what I'm about Halloween? Right. So Mike Myers is walking down the street really slow. And like, wouldn't you like to just be the guy in the street that just goes over to mate pack at him and he comes over and you just knock him out and then that's it and then he gets arrested and it's the end of the film? What about and that? The credits come up. 30 second yeah. film, just like this question should have been. End over. What what is the scariest film ever? That's the one I'm gonna be in. What is it? The fly. That's not scary. It was when I was a kid. Gremlins. Gremlins used to scare the shit out of me when I was a kid. If if I could be in a horror movie, I'd be in Gremlins and Although I watched it as an adult and it's terrible, but as a kid it was really scary. And I would be, um, I'd be the guy who who gets to look after Mowgli and basically doesn't fucking get him wet and doesn't feed him after twelve o'clock. Job done. Everyone's isn't, isn't Mowgli the guy from the little kid from Jungle Book? That's it. Yeah, the little the little one. But if he gets wet, he multiplies, and then if you feed him, he turns into Balu. Or a isn't he called Mogwai? Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's a crossover there. There's a bit of a crossover there, Dan. Mowgli's the little, the little, little jungle boy who makes friends with a bear in the jungle. That's not a horror film, though, is it? It could be. It depends how you look at it. You're thinking about the frog, the frog and the monkey. That's a horror story. (laughs) It's the frog. Yeah, (laughs) he's still got PTSD now. He's like, I can still taste it. I can still taste it. Stop right there. Let's move on to another question this is from tony southwood he says what's yours and dan's thoughts on beard brands that don't have cpsrs should they still be allowed to sell their products even though it is against the law tony well we, we could we just had a wonderful experience of going through horror movies and now we're going to talk about beards and stuff this is over to you dan over to you well i mean the, technically the question was answered in the question really wasn't it i mean yes yeah, you know should should they be selling it? Well, no, it's illegal. Um, do people get away with it? Yeah, of course they do. Um, you know, I'm sure there's people out there that have got cosmetic product safety reports, but yet haven't actually taken the step to list them on the UK cosmetic portal. So therefore, you know, it, oh, it's such a big topic, isn't it, online? And see a lot of it on Facebook and Instagram. And it's, um, 
yeah, we could you you could do a whole episode on CPSRs and should you shouldn't you you know should you should you buy a fake Armani watch? Yeah, if you can't afford one, a real one maybe. I don't know. There's like so much there's so much different things on the moral compass around cosmetic product safety reports. I think you know look if if you're if you're a complete and utter cock that's trying to make a fast buck by just putting a load of shit in a bottle and selling it without having any CPSRs, then yeah, I don't think you should be able, should be selling it. Um, 100%. I don't know. Yeah, it's a difficult one. We could do a whole episode on that. Short answer. And then we'll obviously know it's illegal. You shouldn't be selling it. What do you do, what do, you do then if you buy stuff and you don't know whether it is or not? Because it's not, like from my perspective, I don't make my own stuff. So I've, I've not got that deep into CPSRs. And I know like obviously Tony used to do the, the UK beard portal and that was, you know, that that's cool. Tony and, and Docs, they were doing their thing. And that was a way for them to sort of monitor it, if you like, because there's no like CPSR police, is there? But at least they were monitoring it, so you knew, and they would talk about if the companies had it or not. But like, for example, I've started buying a bit of stuff on Etsy just to try it out, and the latest stuff I've got, like, I don't know if it's CPSR or not. So what should I actually do? Like, should I send it back and say, well, this isn't certified, and get my money back, or like, what, 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 what can you do? Like, I can't phone the police, can I, and say, look. I think I bought some shit. No, well, no, the police won't do anything. Trading standards might do something about it at some point, but it's unlikely. Um, I think, look, I mean, you know, you, you've got a lot of, there's a lot of ground. Like, I mean, I've spoken to market traders, like big market traders. When I, when I've gone in there and said, oh, you know, I'd love to come and have a stand here and I've got all of our cosmetic product safety reports. They're like, what's that? Should, mm. should most of our traders have those? I'm like, well, yeah, probably they should, um, but they probably don't have them. You know, it's such a difficult ground, isn't it? I mean, look, if you're a real small crafter and you're doing small batch soaps and you're literally taking a mountain pour product, putting some colors and some scent in there, um, most of them probably haven't got cosmetic product safety reports because they're so small. They're thinking, well, I may be doing this as a side vibe, like, what's the odds I'm going to get caught? And two, I really don't have the money to be put in this. I've got 17,000 different soaps. Um, mm. Maybe a slight exaggeration. I don't have the money to get all those tested. So I, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's one of those, isn't it? Like, if, you, if you've got a product and, and, and it's off of a, someone who's doing a bit of a craft on the side and they've made you a beard oil, like if you put it on your face and it starts to burn a little bit, then complain. Like obviously, yeah, you they've probably put far too much on. But then, at the same merit, most people who are making beard oils, if you're so small, if you're that small, that you're not going to be pushing the boundaries on scent. You're probably not even putting three percent. You're probably not even putting one percent of a scent blend in your product anyway. So the reality is, are you actually going to get damage from it? Probably not. Is it ethical to have it? Yes. Is it ethical to not to trade without it? No. Um, I don't know, man. It's one of those, isn't it? Like obviously, we have we have our cosmetic product safety reports in place because we are a brand that's trying to grow bigger than just your average small batch trade market trader. You know, we've we've got a, a registered trademark for the brand, so therefore, you know, the way we look at it is because we're out there, more people are looking at us. You know, we'd be stupid not to have cosmetic product safety reports because we're putting ourselves out there. If you're just a little market stall holder, a little crafty, little Jane or Dave, you know, got a little, little market stall. You know, they've just got a market stall. They probably haven't. Are their products shit? 
Probably not. They're probably no better or any better, any worse than anything that's already on the market today. Um, but from a legal standpoint, um, I do get why people kind of question it because, you know, I think it depends how seriously you're taking your game. If, you, if you're a serious beer care provider, yeah, you know, 100%. If you're just doing a little craft vibe on the side, you know, I, <laughs> I don't want to be caught on camera saying, oh, I don't worry about it. Um, because realistically, you should, and you should have your, your products listed on the cosmetic portal, on the cosmetic portal as well, the UK safety portal, um, which a lot of people probably haven't done, or even know it's a, a thing that needs to be done. I didn't even know about it. So it was the EU cosmetic portal, but then we left the EU, and it, we it got changed over to the UK portal, and you had about nine months after we left the EU to transfer everything from the EU portal to the UK portal. Am I guilty of being a bit late putting them on the UK portal? Yes, because I'm so shit with admin. <laughs> Sometimes I might release a product and go, oh shit, it's not on the UK portal. Get it on the portal. Um, you know, that's what insurance is for. Smooth answer, Dave, uh, Dan. I've got, I'm just looking, sorry, I was looking at the names. I've got a question now that is out of this world. So well done. Thanks for the technical stuff and all that. That's your game. Very good. Well done. Good answer. I hope, Tony, I hope you're right with that, mate. I hope that's made all sense, clarified all for you. Um, but this next question, nobody knows the answer to. And it's from Steve Cook. Hello, Steve Cook, with your fabulous face and beard. Now, this takes a bit of dissecting, Dan, right? Because I've got, I'm going to read it all out in one go, but help me along because I'm a bit unsure about what you're really trying to say, right? Weight for weight, there is an equal weight of ants for every single person on the planet. Right, so I think that's just a statement. I think he's saying the same amount of weight of ants and the same amount of people. That's an interesting fact in itself. I think that's just clarifying. The question, could you fight and win against your own body weight in ants? No. So... I'm just trying to picture that. Does it mean, like, for example, I'm I'm 105 kilograms and I'm on the way down, right? So 105 kilograms of ants all put together in one mass might be, like, bigger than me, right? I would imagine. Yeah, it'd be much bigger than you. It'd be, if you, if you think, if you were to take, like, a bag of ants, like, a 100-gram bag of ants would probably be, like, that big. So... Right. If you're 105 so kilos, it's a house, yeah, or more. It's like it's like fighting a house. But the problem is, is that you've got so many, like you couldn't stamp on all of them because they'd just be biting you. You'd literally just have billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of ants, just all just biting you all over. So no, you wouldn't win. Now, it also says point one: no weapons. Right, so you already assumed yeah. that, really, didn't you? You you were already bare knuckle fighting the ants, weren't you? Yeah, I'm like, just you and your body weight and ants. So we're guessing roughly it's like a house size of ants fighting against you, no weapons. And it also says the type of ant you would be fighting would be local mm. to your region or country, because you've said about ants biting you. But do the ants in the UK bite and then them little black ones? They will bite, yeah, but obviously you get some proper savage bastards in different parts of the world. Um, although I think I do have a, a tech, I think I do have a strategy of how I do it, and it would just be to roll. Just literally. Roll. Just, no, 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 just just roll, sideways roll, like stop, drop, and roll, like you would in the, if you were in the fire. fire. And, and, and just, just roll. 
just because they just hope that you can just steamroll. Actually, I'm taking those ants on now. I've come up with that strategy because I'll just steamroll all of them over time. Give me 10 minutes, steamroll the lot. I would imagine that that many ants would be able to just pick you up, though. If they got oh, underneath you. they're strong, aren't they? They're going to pick you up. If, they, if, if you think like one little ant can lift a massive leaf like this, right, then a house-sized mm. load of ants would probably be able to pick you up. Yeah. So you couldn't roll Didn't on think them. Didn't think of that. In, in, the, in the UK, we have red ants, don't we? Yeah. And black ants. What's different? Red ants, uh, I think they, they have more of a toxin. So when they bite, they I think they're a bit more aggressive and they've got a toxin. So they almost have like a, they'll leave like a, uh, have, a have a reaction right. to the bite. You, you can fight the red ants. I'll fight the black ants. It says no weapons, right? Would you consider a hose a weapon? Um, no, uh, I also wouldn't. I also wouldn't consider um, a house-sized candy floss as a weapon. Uh, it's more of a distraction. Mm. Um, so I would probably, what I would do is chuck a load of sugar water at something random, like a car, and then leg it. Yeah, so you wouldn't fight when they run away, and then technically they would win. So I'd just fight. I'd run and live to fight another day. Yeah, uh, or well, I guess just you have to use distraction techniques. It would have to be sugar, and then stamp on him slowly. It would take about a week, but you've got plenty of candy floss you can nibble on yourself. Maybe eat some ants on the way in as well. There's ways. There's definitely ways. The longer you think about this, the easier it starts to become. Think three hundred. Think the Spartans. Think that little gate where they narrowed them down, I would get like a massive thing with just a tiny hole where only one ant could climb through at a time. And then I'd just fucking one at a time. Bang, bang, squish, 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 squish. It'd take a bit of time. Squish, squish. Yeah. And that's it. That's what you got to do. you got to slow them down. Don't let them all be together the size of a house. you got to thin them out, yeah. slow them down, get a nice little trail of them. Come on, Dan, we're cleverer than some fucking ants, mate. We could that's do good this. Shot, actually. That's a good shot. That's a good I like, I like your strategy there. That's good tech is nice tactic. Yeah. And that's it. So that's or just it. or just or, or, just, or literally just, just have your have your mouth open by the hole. Or just eat them. Just eat them as they come in, yeah. Managed to turn I'm telling you, when the more you think about it, it's too easy. Easy work. There we go. Right. Speaking about fine. Thanks, Steve. That was a lovely question. It was uh, it was imaginative, informative, creative, interesting, and got us thinking. Got our brains thinking, and didn't even need ChatGPT to answer it. But this next one's a tough one, right? It's from Lewis Hickman, the one, the only, the bearded Viking, who has his own axe throwing gaff down. I need to remember where he's from. Bloody hell, I keep forgetting. Down south somewhere. It's too far away. It's it, South End way. Is it South End? Um, I want to say. Down? I want to say Chatham Medway, Medway, Sussex. Some of it's out there, down there somewhere. Um, Let's buy a trip to his bike, to his axe throwing session. Maybe we just we organise a beard mail trip. Yes, I would like to go and do that. It's just it's too far away at the moment. But you know, I've got a lot on. We, we could run there one day for charity, mate. Anyway, his question is, and this is interesting. Open suggestion. It says, who would win in a fight? Between who? Exactly. It doesn't even say. Oh, well, that can be, yeah, anyone. 
I think it means a fight between me and you. Uh, it'd be a long, it'd be a long endurance. So that probably wouldn't be my stamina's fucked. Just you just have to just tie me out for ten minutes, and then you you've got me game I, on. I'm just gonna poke you in the knee, mate. You'll say you fucked. I'd fall over. Just don't let me take it to the floor because that's when shit gets real. <laughs> I just poke your eyes out, mate. Man can't see, you can't fight. I've seen Kraken, yeah. Dad. You've got no chance, mate. No chance. Um, I, 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 I actually think that, and I'd love to see it, we need to set up some boxing matches for the bearded community, like, or naked mud wrestling. Like, I, I think there should be some little fights and just see who wins. Um, I'd, be mm. up for, I'd be up for a mud wrestle. I think, actually, um, I don't know if he's going to be able to do it still, but there's a couple of lads have signed up and done white-collar stuff. So Gaz Tompkinson has just signed up uh, to one. Um I signed up to one ages ago and they couldn't do it because I had to go to a, a funeral abroad. Um, but I think that should that could be a thing. Beard less like beardy battles and like get a little ring and um maybe like there's so many variations. Have you seen the power slap stuff that Dana White's doing? And have you seen the phone yeah, box? I've seen some I've seen I've seen some of those ones that are just like sheepers, creepers. Some, some of those slaps they 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 teach that in bloody SAS for killing people the open hand part. It's like you just just that's a knockout blow. I don't know how they've made it into a sport. It's ridiculous. But anyway, I digress. So who would win in a fight? I reckon what it would depend on the rules, like Dan says. How how how, how would the fight win that? Who's that banging on? Is that someone fighting? Fighting to get out of a paper uh, bag? It's uh, I think it's a Greg's delivery. I think Greg's have come to deliver some stuff. Um I think it depends. Weapons, no weapons. I think there's so many variables there. If you had that bow staff, but if you were Donatello and me, no chance. Yeah, you'd be you'd be at arm's length the whole time. Um, like you know, if you had like a Frankfurter and and I had like a, a Uzi nine millimeter, um, <laughs> then you know, easy <laughs> win for you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say if you have a Frankfurter and I've got a Chipolata and we're on a cockfight. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. Um, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I mean, no. Look, all jokes aside, like, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm not really much of a fighter. Like, I've, I've, I've been in very few fights in my life, so I'd probably lose. You know, I might get a lucky punch if I got if I caught a lucky punch, then I'd I'd I'd, it, I'd win. Simple. I as challenge that, but... you, challenge you to an imaginary duel. Right, we're meeting up on Saturday. Imaginary duel, though. Um, you pick your weapon, say it now, and then I'll pick mine, and then we'll see you win. Go on. What would you pick? What? Right me, against, me against you, one weapon. What are you bringing? I'll bring my bow staff. Ha! Well, you're fucked then, because I'm bringing a massive house-sized load of ants. Mm. Oh, that's fine, because I can just be like, get, get in that little place with a little hole and just be like, pew, 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 pew. So it's fine. <laughs> Nice, nice. Thank you very much, Lewis, for your uh, the answer to your question. So violent, moment. such a violent question. Where's the love? All day Where's long. the love? You big axe wielding Viking, all, all about violence all day long. I would beat the shit out of Dan, stamp on his face, kick him around like a no. I'm just, I'm just joking, Dan. I'm joking. Next question is from Shane Smith. Oh, Smithy, oh Shane Smith. You won't like this one. It's about the bloody. It's about the old demo pose, isn't it? It says, "Who is your favourite demo poser?" Damn, we've seen some demo poses in our years, haven't we? Yeah. Who is, who's your favourite? I don't know. 85% of them aren't really doing demo poses, are they? That's the problem. That's why I've got the demo pose defenders all over it. It's interesting because I've actually, I've obviously, I've, I've had a few famous people do it with me. Um, mm. 
and there's been some people demo posing without it really realizing. So it's come up topical of this week because obviously Harry is Prince Harry is in the news a lot um, about his beard and that. Actually, uh, apparently Will said you got to shave your beard for the wedding. But when that wedding happened, actually on the TV they were in the chapel or wherever it was, and they must have been admiring the ceiling. But they both were demo posing, and I caught a screenshot of it on my phone. I think I posted it on Instagram. And I literally put like, I just messaged Will and asked him to do a cheeky demo pose live on TV for me, and he did. So that would be the most famous people that I've ever seen demo posing, although they probably weren't actually demo posing. Um, Paul O'Grady, he did one for me on the old blind date. That was nice. Um, but other than that, like anybody that's that's in DBFC that does the demo pose competition every single week, they are my favourite. You sporadically turn up, don't you? But I mean, what do you want to do? You want to go? You want to win some rune silk stuff? You've already got it all, in you? Well, I don't. I, I've never. I don't. Like I said, I genuinely the, the last and only demo pose right that I've ever won was when, and I shit you not, was when I got one of these, and it's still on my keys. There you go. That's a long time ago. See, if you don't play, Number you don't win, mate. Thirty-three. So, um, but that's the thing, right? That's the last demo pose I ever won, and. This this was when I first started out. Um, I wasn't even one of the product masters or approved partners. I was still lustful to become an approved partner, uh, still trying to get the attention of Damo for show, who was fobbing me off all the time. And then I won a Damo pose, and he had to say my name. Fobbing. He had to say my fobbing. name. Fobbing. And you got a fob. Fobbing me Dan, off. you have, you have one a Damo since then you're lying you've won one in dbfc i know for a fact oh no actually no you're not wrong i think i want a sticker there you go see you want a shit prize i think Try i think, I think that i think that was before you had all the wicked swag and then i want yes. a sticker to be honest like, it's one of those things I, I kind of forget i kind of forget to post it up and i see it and and, and at the same merit you're right because i know what will happen um I'll, I'll probably win a room silk comb and i'll just be obliged to say keep it <laughs> <laughs> Save yourself the postage. Look, I've got shit loads. Um, Dan, you haven't seen the prize board, mate. I've got to, I've got have, three prize boards now. There's three now. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. But, 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 I won't say it. There is cash prizes, yeah. Who anyway, was it? next Who question. Was it last week? Who was it last week? Gaz, Gaz also got onto it. Oh, poor Gaz. He got, on, he got on the cash board and then he got knocked off again. Absolutely shocking. Yeah. But he still liked his prize, though. He won some Mr. Broom's oil and he loved it. So, win-win. Yeah. Um, Gavin Irwin, Gavin Irwin, we've gone international. Gavin's from Northern Ireland, Belfast, you know. Big shout out oh. to Gavin. And do you know why I'm going to shout out Gavin to the, to the max right now? Because when I was in a bit of bother with the police, he came and picked me up in a helicopter and flew me to his submarine and taught me all about um, how to play Grand Theft Auto properly. Ah, <laughs> uh, here you go. Are oh, you finally found someone to play Grand Theft Auto with? I've found a Grand Theft Auto friend. And he's really fucking good at it. He is so good at it. Like, here's me bragging about, oh, yeah, I've got this uh, motorcycle club. Like, you can come into my club. We can play darts. We can have an arm wrestle. By the way, I'll be in the arm wrestle and darts. I said, you can come in my club and all this. And he fucking picks me up in a helicopter and takes me to his 2.2 million pound submarine. I'm like, oh, oh, I see. It's like that, is it? A <laughs> strong game. Strong You're game. on PS4 though, aren't you? I'm on it. I'm on Xbox. So I was kind of, you can cross. You can cross platform on GTA though, can't you? I don't know because the buttons would be different. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Not really. They've still got these, and they've still got like. Still I, got I, was I was joking. I was joking. 
because I was looking online for cheats, right? How to get more money? Because obviously I'm like, right, I need a submarine now. I've got, I've got, I've got like ten grand in the bank, and he's got like ten million. Um, so I had a look to see if there was any cheats, because in the olden days when you're playing Grand Theft Auto, you up, down, left, right, left one, left two, X, Y, left, right, left, and you could do a cheat, but you can't do that anymore. But there was one, but it was only on Xbox, and I was like, ah, oh, bastard, I haven't got those buttons. Anyway, I digress. If anyone's playing Grand Theft Auto and they're on PS4 or PS5. Uh, my username is Demo for Show Fella, and it's not the number four because you can't have that on there. It's I know it might be. No, it is Demo for Show Fella F E L L A. Why is it Demo for Show Fella? Was Demo for Show not available? I, I, yeah, I don't think I could have it, so I had to put Fella on the end. But also at the time, my boss used to call me. Oh, I said Demo for Show Fella. Ah. Uh. But anyway, I love Grand Theft Auto Online. I'm an absolute nerd. I can play it for hours. Thanks, Gavin, for, for helping me out. Shall we read Gavin's question? Because I nearly forgot all about it. Gavin's question is, so is guitar picks a thing to use in Beard Balm now? And if so, are all the independent beard companies making their own? And P.S. Demo, it's a fix. <laughs> guitar uh, picks, Dan. Talk about guitar picks. Do you have them in your swag? No. So... So essentially, the guitar pick, the guitar pick was added to products that were difficult to get out the tin. So if you struggle to get stuff out, like especially like a wax, for example, they're designed for a wax and sometimes for more of a beard, again, a beard wax. Trying to get it out the tin is obviously quite difficult and you've really got to push your nail in. So the guitar picks essentially were just designed to get it out of the tin. The reason why I didn't do a guitar pick was because our beard balms aren't hard. Softer or more, more akin to a nice fudge. Hmm. Always about the food. Toffee. Always about the food. Of course. Of course. So, yeah, so a, a lot of companies do do them. I mm. historically thought, yeah, it's great. It's a nice little freebie giveaway. I'm never going to use it because I'd always just use the back of my thumbnail. However, when I started getting into some of these uh, dangerous moustache waxes, and I'm talking about the stuff you need to heat up, um, it's really, really tacky. I'm talking firehouse. I'm talking death grip. I'm talking stuff laden with lanolin, but it's, but it's really tough and you've got to warm it up. I've actually found the pick is very useful, not for picking it out, but for keeping it off your hands because the more you get on your hands, the more shitty mm. and messy and horrible and crap it is because then you touch your hairdryer and you flick up the, the temperature on your hairdryer or flick it down and it's transferring and it's really messy. So actually... The picks are really good with those types of moustache waxes for, for keeping it off your fingers, basically. You can apply it with the pick. Um, then I have a, a, a metal comb, actually, a small one for the tash. And I sometimes use the back end of the comb to pull it out as well. But anything to keep it off you your shall. fingers. Um, anything you know, a good, a good tip? You're winky. Tip of the week, tip of the week. Well, I have done tip, tip of the week. Of the week. Tip so, of the week. So... If you if you're more if you are doing mustachio and you're more of a butter guy than a balm guy, um, what I do is once I've half styled my mustache with said wax before I go in with the hair dryer and stuff, get the wax in. Fingers are a little bit waxy. I dive into the beard butter and I clean off the waxy residue off my fingers. Mix it all up and I apply it to my beard and then the beard butter essentially becomes a balm. Tip of the week, tip of the week, tip of the week. Tippity tip, tip, tip of the week. That was good. Tip of the week. Yeah, um, yeah so that's that, that's that's a, that's a thing. Um, and because and, and also, if you're struggling to get it off, run a little bit of beard oil in your hands, and it actually does break down the wax quite nicely. So when you're washing your hands, it helps to get it off. 
oil breaks down the wax. Standard. We all know that. We all know that. I've Shut actually up. got not, not, not all, not all, not everyone knows it. Well, Nobody knows it. When I, when I said we all, I meant me and you. Let's let's crack on because there's still some more, and I know we've gone over, but I'm enjoying it, so we're just going to crack on. We need to get all this done at least uh, today. So Scott Harris, hello Scotty, too hotty. He says, "Hey both, that's me and you. Um, if your beard and moustache all of a sudden disintegrated into thin air, how would you feel about yourselves and your face? Would you feel like a naked mole rat?" I feel like a woman. I feel once, twice, three times a lady. Um, what did you do? I cried, Amo. My beard fell off. Like, I don't actually want to continue the word, the next words that are going to come out of my mouth because I could cast it into the ether. Well, just for the YouTubers at this moment, I'm going to show you a picture of a naked mole rat. Um, they're horrible looking. They 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 basically look like your willy, really, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I look like one of those they're, hairless cats. There, there it is. So that's a naked mole. So you genuinely, you would feel a little more feminine, you think, uh, Dan? Uh, how how would you feel about yourself and your face? Uh, also, uh, that is my all my confidence level would drop. I might, I, I would definitely wouldn't be as confident without my beard. It's like my superpower. Confidence that plus lends, ten. That lends itself to his his follow up, which says, "Or would you be happy in your own skin?" Be honest with your reply. Um, so Dan, I think you have no. been very honest. Well done, well done. Uh, how would I feel if if is it just beard and that? Because to be honest with you, um, if I lost my beard, yes. I've, been, I've, right, I've had this for nine years now, and I am very interested. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind spending a couple of days um, with a much, much, much shorter beard, even a grade mm. two. I'm talking, but I don't want to go through eight or nine years to try and grow it back. Um, if you did have the option to get rid of it and you could have it back the next day, I'd do it all day long. I would, I would hate to be clean shaven, but that's only because I've always hated being clean shaven, um, and, and I already hated it anyway. So to have been fully bearded and then go back to clean shaven, I know the difference is massive. So I know a guy who was growing his beard out for a while. He, he was trying to do a bit of a year and he did it for a couple of months and then he, he gave up. And then he basically said, I'll start it again. And he tried it again. So he literally shaved everything, his head and his beard. Uh, and he looked so different. And that was being polite. He looked ridiculous but because I've been so used to seeing him always with, with facial hair of some mm. sort. So I genuinely feel that if I had a clean shave now, I'd look silly. I would feel bad. My confidence would drop. Um, and I certainly would be getting back on the beard game. Um, but even if it was just, you know, to, to have a, um, you know, a grade two sort of length, I wouldn't need the big, big beard to, to, to feel the confidence. Um, it genuinely is. I just, I don't like being clean shaven already. Um, I was tempted to actually go quite short recently. When, it, when looking at the new year, I was actually tempted to go for like an under four inch just to kind of see what it would, just kind of give it a shot and then i looked at myself in the mirror and i was like yeah fuck that I've well i did long I, to grow this after cutting it up for the british i had uh, i've been going through a little bit of a, <clears throat> a regrowth actually because for the british i'd actually cut my tash right down i'd cleaned it off so i could go partial i'd cut it here and also i've got a funny quiff that grows here i've got a crown a circular crown and before i'd had that um i'd had that cut back as well so i've actually over the last five or six months been growing back out again 
Um, but I did have three inches off the bottom to thicken it all up. Now, since I've done that, I felt better about my beard. And I would consider having another two inches or another three inches, or like you say, going oh, for yeah. a short one. However, however, I've literally just got an email um, for a casting opportunity for some work as a featured role, and they're looking for a big beard ZZ top. And I'm like, shit, it's a good job I didn't cut any more off because, you know, prior to I, I, basically, I wish I had the three more inches now because I'd be better suited to that role and trying to get it. So it's a funny one, isn't it? What, what do you need your beard for? Work, what you look like? Uh, I've also I've got I've got something else coming up in the pipeline where it might need to be a bit shorter as well. So my beard length depends on what's going on for my life, really. Whatever pays most, just have yes. to put me in a ring together, fight it off. Whoever wants to pay me the no. most, no, you say that. I cut my beard off or grow it. I did get offered to do. I did get offered to do some work, and it was um, it was two grand, but I had to go clean shaven, and I said no. It's not worth so, two grand. You'd raise more for charity. I know. I, I always said if I were going to shave it, I'd do it. I'd do something epic, and I'd try and get ten grand. And the shave would be part of the doing something epic. Anyway, let's crack on because we're thirty-seven minutes in. It's the last one actually. Um, sure. For now, there might, there might be more for another time. This is from um, Red Paul Seven. Is that red from? That's red from the graffiti from the Beard days. Let me just have a little. I'm just having a little nosy because that's his, his his tag. He says quite a good beard question, which is nice. He says. Can tie bands knacker your beard? I like to wear beard beads occasionally. Um, so I was wondering if, if I'm doing damage. What do you think, Dan? I think it depends, though. You have yours quite low, don't you? So I think it depends on how tight you're pulling it. If you're if you're trying to bring it really tight up to your face, go on. That's why I should never shave. I'm never trimming my beard. Look at that. Different person altogether. For the listeners, get on YouTube quick because Dan is making himself look different. Look like a imagine that just the handlebars look like a wrong one. Um, if you if you have it too tight, yeah, you'll put tension on the beard and you'll eventually you'll start pulling it out. But um, I don't know about beads. I'm, I'm not the right person to answer that question because I've not done enough research or testing to know what it would do. I don't. I never. I never tie my beard up because I don't never get it long enough to be point in tying it up. Well. I do, and I'll tell you, um, I stopped using the metal beads because they're really narrow because I used to have to use a, a, a keyhole threader to, to pull it through. You know, like you get a loop and then you, you pull it through, and that is a lot of potential damage to the beard. Um, and also it does, it can stay in that shape, and it's like I, I, would, I, I, I never wear a band when I'm sleeping at night. I let it go, go free in the night. When I do use a band, I've actually gone for these um just cotton ones but they're thicker and softer mm. than what i use in my hair because the ones i use in my hair are a bit thinner and oh, i hate those oh, these, are, like these are no, no good for your beard so i would recommend if you are going to use and i only literally do it just to keep it out the wind i don't tie up all the time but and i only mm. ever do it loose at the bottom so yeah i would be careful and be, be mindful that you can it can damage it a little bit um and i wouldn't overdo it but i wouldn't certainly i have tried before like just elastic bands the first things i ever got were just a little black elastic bands oh Terrible. yeah, yeah. Use them. Nice. so cool. you, you can you can get, um you can get plastic ones if you go to like um go and have a little look in the girls claire's accessories or in the, in, a, in the ladies hair care section you can get these clear ones that are like 
Oh, they look like the they're the almost Which like ones, stringy yeah. ones, like the old key yeah. rings that would. Oh, they like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there's loads of different things. Just try, just try different things and see what you feel. But but what I've found is 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 sensible is is these, and they're only like Amazon. You get like a hundred for a couple of quid or something, or less than that. I don't know. But yes, thank you very much for your question, Red Paul Seven. Um, wouldn't worry too much as long as you're using something soft and not tying it up too tight. That's what I would say. Dan, we've done a 40 minutes worth of podcast ends and swearing. And swearing. Uh, next episode, next episode is going to be quite fun. Hopefully, not going to divulge, not going to divulge too much information, just in case for any reason the app, the universe decides for us to it to not happen for any reason. But next week we've got a guest. Ooh, a guest. Hey, Dan. Um, that's good that we've got a guest on because we've done two episodes of q and I've loved the Q&As, to be honest with you. It's nice. It's interesting. There's a little bit of beard stuff. There's a little bit of um, crazy stuff about ants um, and a little bit about who's, who's the best at fighting, which is great. Um, and I, I do hope that people, as much as listening now or watching now, um, I, do, I do hope you give us a follow and a subscribe so you don't miss out what we're doing next. Um, we don't charge anything for this um the uh the the way that you can support us is just by giving it a like giving it a share um and also we're always up for your ideas if you if you have any specific topics that you'd like to um for us to talk about then just let us know i mean we've done obviously shout outs on this episode and i'm hoping that a lot of guys will um will feel warm inside oh they answered my question oh they're talking about me um so give it a like and a love and a share um but a subscribe is a massive help for us because we really want this to grow, and the more the more followers, the more exposure, and the more um, stuff that we get, the more we can do. Because we're trying to do stuff, mm-hmm. and we want to do big stuff, but we just need you guys to help support it a little bit. So if you can, please, please do. Um, and like Dan says, we've got a massive guest. Fingers crossed. If we, if we make it happen, massive guest coming. Massive on guest with a massive beard. Well, we, if we play our cards right, we might be able to get a couple of guests on with massive beards soon because there's lots going on in the beard world um, coming up for 2023. Um, it's very Thank exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Top secret. We've gone on long enough now. Thank you very much for listening. Sorry it was a bit longer than normal. Um, also, if you like a longer podcast, let us know. If you want a shorter one, <laughs> that's what she said, let us know. And we, we will do our best to accommodate for you. Thank you very much. Um, over to you, Dan, if you want to say bye. Uh, well, I was just going to say, if you like a shorter podcast, just listen to it in 15-minute bursts and come back to it because we like long content. Um, if you want a shorter podcast, you've got a 15-minute drive. We ain't going anywhere. Just click resume play. Carry on listening. Listen on to us on speed, speed times too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly Bye-bye. Thanks for listening or watching the Beard Mail podcast. We have new episodes dropping at 07.30am every Wednesday in UK time. So we thank you very much for watching. Check us out on www.beardmail.co.uk for everything that's new and happening soon. Thanks for listening, guys.